Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so glad you're here and I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. As you can tell, my voice is still trying to come back to normal. And that's because my Thanksgiving turned out a little bit different than I had expected. I was sick the entire weekend and it was actually okay. It was just a very low-key Thanksgiving. It was just my husband and my son and I and they did not want me even near the food prep or the cleanup, and so they took care of everything, which was so awesome. But I did feel a little left out because our family really likes to be in the kitchen together. We like working together in the kitchen and baking and cooking and doing all that, and and I wasn't able to be part of that, and so I did feel a little left out, but it was okay. I was able to get the rest that I need. They made a wonderful dinner, and it all worked out just fine. But I will admit, this is taking a long time to get over. And (laughs) so if I cough a little bit, if I pause to take a drink, I apologize. But it is what it is, right? So over the last few weeks, I've been reflecting about this past year. And I've been reflecting about all the different goals that I set for myself. Um, Some were small goals, some were medium goals, some were the big goals. And I was able to achieve some of them. And some of them I got close, and some of them I didn't even come close to achieving. Now, before you think that this episode is all about goal setting and achieving our goals, it's not. But it's more about my question. My question, uh, and this was the question that I have had over and over in my mind, what is keeping me from, what is keeping me from achieving those big goals? But But more than that, what is keeping me from doing some of the things that I want to do? What is keeping me from, and you can fill in the blank, whatever it is. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and and I've been working on doing all the thought downloads, getting coaching on it, and so this episode I wanted to kind of unravel the things that I discovered what is keeping me from? Now, as a coach, I know, and I have been telling you this over and over again, really the simple answer, the general answer, what is keeping me from doing anything that I want to do, keeping me from achieving those goals? And we all know, if you've listened to me over the last year and a half, the general simple answer would be your brain, <laughs> right? And we know that that's the simple answer. But I really wanted to dive deeper. I wanted to find out what, what was it that my brain was giving me? What was, what was I feeling? What was going on for me? What was it? What is it that is keeping me from? So now our brain is motivated by three things, three things. And this is often referred to as the motivational triad of your brain. And the three things are to seek pleasure, 
to avoid pain, and to conserve energy. Now, what does that mean? So seeking pleasure. Our brain wants to feel comfortable. It wants to feel happy, right? Seeking pleasure on the most basic or survivalist level would be like having food. Food gives us pleasure. When we eat food, we get that dopamine hit. Doing things that we enjoy, doing things that keep us comfortable might give us that dopamine hit. So our brain really likes to likes to keep us happy, keep us comfortable. And it likes to avoid pain. It likes to keep us safe. It doesn't want us to have to deal with life-threatening situations. And if you think about, you know, even in the most primal survival instincts, that is what our brain does. It tries to keep us from those life-threatening situations or what we perceive as life-threatening situations. And our brain likes to conserve energy. It wants to do the least amount possible to achieve these things. And we might have to use our energy a little bit to seek pleasure or to stay safe. And so it tries to conserve as much energy as possible. And so when you think about this triad, if you will, it's like a triangle. And when I think about this triangle, I think about a tent. If you've ever gone camping and if you've ever seen those, you know, one-man tents that are in the shape of a triangle, that's what I think of. And so our brain likes to keep us tucked safely in this tent. Now, another thing that our brain is really good at is telling stories. Our brain is so good at telling us stories that are so believable that we think are absolutely true. Stories like, if you go out there, if you go outside this tent, it's going to be scary. You're going to feel threatened. You might get lost. You might get confused. There's too much out there. You might feel really overwhelmed and anxious. You may be doing something wrong. People are going to laugh at you. Others will do it better than you. You don't know enough to survive. It's too dangerous to go outside this tent. (laughs) Of course, our brain is going to tell us these things because it wants to protect us, right? It wants to protect us from feeling bad or experiencing any negative emotion. It wants to keep us safe and it really has good intentions. But when we believe these stories, we stay stuck in the tent. We only go far enough maybe to find food. And then we go back to the tent where it's safe and it's comfortable and it's cozy. And we might do this over and over and over again. But what would we miss out on? What would we miss out on? Now, as I was thinking about our brain and I was thinking about about this, I was reminded that thankfully we don't just have a human brain. We have an eternal spirit and our spirit wants to venture out. Our spirit wants to explore the possibilities, wants to see what's out there. Our spirit knows that there is so much more we are capable of doing. We were created to grow and progress and our spirit doesn't want to stay safe in this tent. Our spirit wants more. But our human brain 
often gets in the way. It always gets in the way. Our human brain is always the problem. It's always telling us these stories. And and here's the thing. It's so convincing that a lot of times we believe these stories. And when we believe these stories, we're playing a tug-of-war game with our spirit who wants more, who knows we're fully capable of more. But our human brain is keeping us stuck. It's keeping us from finding out what is really possible. Now, as I was thinking about all of this, I was reminded that my brain was just giving me a story. It was just giving me these stories, keeping me from achieving the goals that I wanted to achieve. And so as I was talking to a friend of mine, a fellow coach, and I was telling her, you know, some of these stories, one of the stories that came up was the story of, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I thought about this. I'm not ready. And she asked me a question. And it was just one simple question. And in my mind, I just kept saying, well, I'm not ready. I don't know enough. I'm not as good as so-and-so. I don't, you know, and on and on and on and on because it was believing this story, I'm not ready. And so she asked me this one question. And the one question was, well, okay, what are you not ready for? (laughs) And I had to think about that for a while. Because my brain was just telling me, I'm not ready. But I wasn't ready for what? And that's what I had to unravel. That's what I had to peel back. That's what I had to find. What was I not ready for? And so I spent quite a while thinking about this. What was I not ready for? And I realized, I realized it was like this aha moment. I wasn't ready for rejection. I was afraid of being rejected. I was afraid that people would reject me. And I was afraid that that would mean something personal about me, that I wasn't likable. Now, those of you who struggle with anxiety and people-pleasing and everything that goes along with that anxiety, you know what I'm talking about. You know how important it is for people to like you, for people to to accept you, right? And a lot of times we take rejection so personally when really, it really might not even be personal at all, but we take it so personally that it means something about us. It means that we're just not worthy. We're not worthy of love. We're just not good enough. So as I realized that that is what I wasn't ready for, then I started to look around and I started to think about all the times in my life where that showed up, where that very exact story and that very exact feeling, that fear of rejection showed up in my life. So I went back to my senior year in high school. Now, my senior year in high school, I belonged to a performing group called the Young Americans. And this was a a musical performing group made up from multiple areas in Southern California. Well, anyway, I am this little mountain girl. (laughs) I grew up in a high school where we didn't have a big, strong performing art program to begin with. But I 
loved music. I loved to sing and I loved to dance and not that I was great at any of those things, but I just really enjoyed it. So when my choir director told me about these tryouts that were happening that night on a whim, I grabbed a friend and said, let's do it. Let's just go and try out. What have we got to lose? (laughs) So we did. We made the two-hour drive, and we both tried out for this performance group. Well, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of fun. And I just kept going with the attitude, what have I got to lose? Let's just see what this is all about. And I was dumbfounded because I made it. I made it into the group. I couldn't believe it. This little mountain girl from this teeny tiny high school that nobody had ever heard of made it into this group. Well, I was thrilled. And what this meant was that every week we would have a one night rehearsal. And then every weekend for the next year, we would rehearse and we would rehearse for various Christmas shows, various different shows that we were putting on. Anyway, so this was really exciting. And I remember going to the first rehearsal and I was all alone and that didn't bother me at all because I don't really mind. I like getting to know lots of people and making all those connections. And as we were at our first rehearsal, immediately, immediately, my brain kicked it into high gear and it kept telling me stories like, you do not belong here. Look around you. All of these people, all of these people are so much more talented than you are. They have so many more years of experience. They made a mistake. You shouldn't be here. You need to just hide out so that they won't reject you. And I started believing those stories. Now, I started believing it so much that I decided, I decided after a while that I didn't want to be rejected. So what did I do? I hid. I hid in that tent. I stayed safe in that tent and I became the girl in the background, not the girl in the front. I was never in the front. I was always the girl in the back because I was afraid. I was believing all these stories in my brain and I was afraid that they would find me out and that I would be rejected. Now, I went through the entire year this way and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed being part of this group. I learned so much, so many things about myself, so many things about the group. But the one thing... I never did is I never, I never stood out. I always believed my brain and I always stayed in the background. So every show we put on, I was the girl in the back. I never had a lead role. I never had a supporting role. I was always the girl in the back. Well, this went on all year. And like I said, I really enjoyed it. And I made the decision that after that year, instead of continuing with this group, that I was going to go to college. I was going to go to BYU. So I remember one of our last, very last rehearsals. And I had already made this decision that I was going to go off to college. And um, so when I got to this rehearsal, all the directors were there. And 
they had us do certain performances, which were a lot of fun. And I decided that day that I had nothing to lose. Again, I had that thought. I had that story. I have nothing to lose because I'm not going to be here next year. So they can't reject me. So I am just going to stand out. I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm going to just give it all. And I did. And so after our group performed, we sat down. And I remember the head director. And he looked right at me. And he said, where have you been? And I said, what do you mean? He said, I saw something in you that I have never seen before. I've never noticed you before. What are you doing next year? Because if you stay here, you will have a lot of possibilities. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I just sat there and I just looked at him and I went, what? And all the time I kept thinking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Here I spent all year believing all those stories about my brain, my, the stories that my brain was telling me to keep me safe in that tent, right? Keep me in the background so that I wouldn't be rejected. I, I was so afraid of being rejected that I stayed in the back. And here I was being told, where have you been? Or being asked, where have you been? I saw something in you. And I just laughed and I had already made the decision that I was going to BYU and, and that was okay. And that was a good decision for me. But the point of the story is I didn't know. I wasted that entire year believing the story in my brain, the story that was keeping me from shining, from standing out, from seeing the possibilities I'm missing out on opportunities that I might have had. My fear of being rejected kept me hiding. It kept me from realizing all of those possibilities. Maybe I would have had lead parts. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I was a good fit for some parts and not for others. I don't know. Maybe I would have kept going with the group had I started out that way. Maybe not. Maybe I would have made the same decision I did and went off to college anyway. But I don't know that because I didn't give myself the chance. I believed the stories that my brain was giving me. So here I was feeling that fear of rejection when all I had to do was not believe my brain. So fast forward to now. That was exactly what I was doing We all have this human brain, a human brain that needs to be managed over and over again. But like I said earlier, we also have an eternal spirit, an eternal spirit that wants more, that wants to find those possibilities and opportunities, that wants to create more. And I was thinking about this as far as those of us that struggle with anxiety overwhelm or people-pleasing, perfectionism, all of those things that feed into anxiety. I was thinking about what it is that, that we want. We want to feel calm, right? We want to have peace. We want to be able to just relax. But we can't do that 
if we are believing the stories in that our brain is trying to tell us. We can't fully relax if we believe those stories, but sometimes we don't even know what those stories are. And that's the beauty of coaching. That's where coaching comes in. That's where I started to find that relief. I started to realize these stories that my brain was feeding me. These stories that for years and years and years I thought were absolutely true. And they're not. I had the power to either accept those stories or to question those stories and to make up new stories. Now, I love the scripture found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What does that tell us? That tells us that our spirit is more powerful than our brain, than our brain who is always looking out for us and always trying to keep us safe, which is a good thing. But it's also putting that fear inside of us, right? But our spirit has the power, the power to overcome that fear. We do have the power to create that sound mind, to create that peace that we want to feel. And how can we do this? It's by questioning, questioning that story, questioning what that fear was creating for me and what I was doing. I was rejecting myself ahead of time. That's what I was doing. The good news is now I have awareness. I can decide when those stories come up again and again, when those stories come up that create all that anxiety, all that worry, all that overwhelm, because they will, they will, they will constantly come up because that is just part of being human and we can't fix being human, but we can manage it. I don't have to believe those stories right? I don't have to believe the story that I'm not ready and what it creates for me. I can believe a story that says, you know what? I can do this. I can appreciate the fact that my brain is just trying to keep me from feeling something uncomfortable and scary. But I can challenge those stories. I can challenge that feeling. I can face that feeling. So what is keeping you from what you really want? What is that story that your brain is telling you over and over again that you're believing? What is that feeling that that story is creating? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? What is it? What is keeping you safe in that tent instead of realizing what is possible? Now, when you're ready to peel back the layers and really answer these questions, I can help you. But I wanted to challenge you. Don't wait until you feel ready or your brain tells you you're ready because I have news for you. You will never be ready. Sometimes you just have to step outside of that tent. Sometimes you just have to take that chance and it will feel scary. Believe me, I know. Sometimes those stories in our brain are not crystal clear. They weren't for me. Sometimes 
we might be able to see them. But most often, we won't. And that, again, is the beauty of having a coach, having someone to help you when it's not crystal clear. Make sure you get on my calendar for a free coaching session. I know it can be scary, and I know you might not feel ready. I get it. I get it because I was there. But let's get started answering those questions, answering that question, what is keeping you from? What is keeping you from all of those things that you want? All right, my friends, that's what I have for you today. Have a wonderful day. Click on that link in the show notes. Get on my calendar. Let's talk. We all need each other. All right. Have a great week, and I will talk with you soon. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.